0: Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too.
1: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 113 of the Bible Girl Podcast. I hope all of you out there in Bible Girl land are staying safe and uh, are healthy. I'm excited to dig into today's topic. We're continuing on our series of some slower spiritual disciplines, some practices that will help you um, slow down a bit and uh, reflect on Christ and spend time with him instead of just busy doing for him. A lot of times in our, even in our like daily devotions or our daily quiet time, we focus on doing. We, we try to read so many verses. We try to to finish, um, answer all the study questions or whatever. We're focused on doing. Um, these spiritual disciplines that we're going over this month are things that force us to to slow down and to not do so much and just be in the presence of God and allow him to speak to us. Today, we're going to be talking about a spiritual practice called Lexio Divina. And I know immediately when you hear that, you know, it's, it's Latin and it sounds old and um, it may sound Catholic to some of you who um, are of the Catholic tradition, but um, And it is a monastic monastic practice that was first established in the 6th century by Benedict of Nursia. um, But then in the 12th century was formalized more into the four-step process that we're going to be discussing today. Christians all over the world in many faith traditions have used it to abide in Christ and hear his message to them. The words "lexia Divina is Latin for sacred reading. It's a slower, more reflective method of reading scripture. Traditional Bible study methods uh, use inductive study, commentaries, looking up word meanings, making lists and charts. Uh, These are all really important methods of studying God's word. But they often take a more knowledge-based approach as opposed to a more um, ingesting the word approach. This uh, process of Lectio Divina is a slower approach, looking for something in the passage that God has for you to see. It consists of reading the text four times and paying attention to it in a way that you might not when you're specifically studying the passage. I'm going to give you... um, I'm going to go through the four movements and then I'm going to give you a few tips to help you. But before I do that, I just want to say for those of you that are wondering, you know, the, the differences between study and sacred reading and um, kind of how that works out in, in day-to-day life and in practical ways. Um, I, I have found that for me... Um, I don't study the Bible every day, and I I don't do uh, Lexio Divina every day. Um, I I kind of have a, a a rhythm that suits the season of my life what's going on at the time and um, some days I do one some days I do the other um, a lot of times it kind of falls around weekends and weekdays where on weekends when I have a little more time I will do passages um, using the Lexio Divina method because I um, I don't have to rush and I can, I can be slow and be quiet whereas during the week oftentimes I have a limited amount of time so it's easier to do study so that you can just study until your time is up and then pick up where you left off the day before Um, that's kind of how it works for me although seasons of my life have been very different Um, when i was going through a lot of my cancer treatments and stuff you know bible study was difficult i mostly um, existed off of sacred readings of scripture slowing down reading smaller passages multiple times Um, and that was very helpful to me during that season of my life Um, you know, there's no, um, there's no perfect way. There's no right or wrong way necessarily. Um, I would caution against an overabundance of one or the other all the time. Um, I think these two methods of, of more like an inductive Bible study and then the sacred reading, I think they work together very well. And I think that there's, um, a, an issue. If all you ever do is study the Bible, you start to see it as a textbook and you don't really see it as, as a, a chance, an opportunity to get to know at a heart level, the God of the universe. And if you only ever do sacred reading, Lectio Divina, um, it's easy to lose your way theologically because you're listening for the Holy Spirit, which, you know, he does guide you into truth. But oftentimes passages need a little explanation. And if you never really delve into Bible study, um, then you're losing a rich heritage that we have as Protestants, where uh, there are hundreds and uh, hundreds and thousands of of commentaries by well, uh, well-studied, well-thought-of uh, men and women who have spent their lives becoming an expert on a certain book of the Bible, and and you miss, um, you miss when you don't do the inductive study and use those resources, then you miss some of the richness that's in Scripture that you wouldn't know. So I think they work together well, and I would encourage you to incorporate uh, lexio divina into your uh, routines if it's something that you haven't done before. I will also say it's a little awkward at first, and we'll get to that, um, you know, uh, when, when we talk about the tips. Um, it's something that you learn, and it's something that you get better at the more you do it. So let me go through the four movements for you, kind of what it looks like, and then I'll give you a few things to kind of consider to help you along the way. This involves four readings or movements. You go slowly and pause between each one. Give yourself a few minutes of just um, a quiet uh, time in between them. Don't rush this. The point of this is to be slow and it is to listen. Um, And so you're asking for the Holy Spirit to guide you and to help you see what he has for you in that passage for today. So in reading number 1 you'll listen to or read the passage and and we do encourage often uh, when people teach this method to to listen to it. So whether you're listening to it in an audio bible, you can go to uversion.com and it will play it for you um, or on the the Uversion Bible app. A lot of app Bible apps have an audio portion. Or you can read it out loud and listen to yourself reading it. Um, but it's, it's often this method is done well being audible. So we encourage you to listen to it. Um, if you're going to read the passage yourself, read it aloud. Um, if you're going to listen to someone, follow along in your Bible and just listen to what they're, they're reading to you. And as you do, you're listening for a word or a short phrase that stands out to you. It's often something that makes you pause. It might seem the loudest to you. It might be something that, you know, the, the, the passage keeps going, the, the man reading it keeps going, but you're still stuck on that word. Um, don't try to make it make sense or analyze it at this point. During this reading, you just look for that word and you hold on to that word. And after that reading, you pause for a few moments and just sit with that word before you move on to the next reading. When you read it through the second time, you begin thinking about that word or short phrase that you chose. How does it relate to your life right now? Pay attention to any emotions or physical reactions that you might have as you contemplate it. Sometimes you might tense up or you might feel relaxed. Um, There might be uh, something that kind of clicks in you and it gives you joy or something maybe that you don't really understand. the point now is not to make any of it make sense. It's just to start to analyze it. Why is that word um, standing out to me? And how, how am I accepting it? Is it something that I'm accepting with joy? Or am I nervous about this or uncomfortable with it? You'll sit with that for a few moments before you move on to the third reading. And then after that reading, you're going to speak with God about what you're noticing or feeling as you think about that word or short phrase. What might you feel God is saying to you? Is there an invitation in there, something that God is inviting you to? Um, this is your opportunity to talk to God about it, to ask him what He, why he might have drawn your attention to that verse, why that word stood out to you, why that phrase means so much and uh, in in your life right now and talk to him about it and then you will read it the last time the fourth time and afterward you will allow some time to be silent in the presence of God rest in his love for you and his word that speaks to you and before closing spend a bit of time writing down your thoughts in your journal or in a study notebook Ruth Haley Barton in her excellent book, Sacred Rhythms, she talks about Lexio Divina and she reminds us that as we sit in that last uh, reading, we sit in the presence of God and we recognize that it's his responsibility to work in us. You know, if there's an invitation that God has for you, he's the one that gives you the desire and the will to do it. He's the one that will empower you. And so in that last reading, we just rest in that. We rest in knowing that that the work, the labor um, is is God's and that he will will utilize situations in our lives to build these things in us as we cooperate with him. And so these four readings are just a way to awaken yourself to um, the passage in a, in a slower, fresh way, in a way that allows God to speak and draw your attention to what he wants you to see. Now, here's a few tips to help you. First of all, because you're going to be reading this multiple times, um, and it's best to pick a short passage. I wouldn't go over a dozen verses. Sometimes people just use a verse or two, but I feel like that could be very limiting. I think 8 to 12 verses is good. Um, You're going to want to have um, enough verses that you understand the flow of what the scripture is saying, but you don't want to have so many verses that tons of things are jumping out to you and that's the problem when you go too big. So try to use a short passage. Um, Don't force anything. And don't expect the earth to shake. Don't expect that the first time that you do this, you're going to have this profound thing uh, that God's going to speak to you about. He, he may, he may not. It, it's a practice that we learn over time, just like anything else. Just like you learned how to cook, just like you learned how to, to play the piano or play a musical instrument or knit or crochet. There's, there's something about it that you just do it badly and then you get better at it. Once you get more confident, I think you'll really enjoy this method of contemplating on the truth of the Bible. But at first it might feel a little different because it's something new and it's supposed to. That's not, um, that's not a a bug. That's not something that means it's wrong or that you're not doing it right. Um, that's how new things feel. They feel weird and awkward until we do them more. Since it's been around a long time, there's a lot of adaptions to this method. The one I'm providing is how I've come to use it. Um, from a lot of, of sources that are more Protestant than monastic or Catholic. But a quick Google search will give you lots more information if you want it. And um, I would recommend um, reading uh, Sacred Rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton if you want to learn more about this and other slowed down methods of spiritual disciplines. There's a lot of information out there and uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with adapting it to, uh, to how it works for you. Um, my last tip is to use the Gospels, the Psalms, or the Epistles for passages when you're just getting started. Things that tell stories, things that are like, um, you know, the history of the Israelites and things like that. They, they do, you can do this method with them. But um, I would think that at first that might be a little difficult. Uh, the best things to start with um, are the Gospels, the Psalms, and the Epistles. The good news is is that I have some suggested passages that you can get started with if you'd like to give this a try. For this particular episode in the show notes is um, a new Abide card, Alexio Divina Abide card. It goes through the four steps, and so you can cut that out and tuck it in your Bible and keep it with you. And on the back of that card is a list of suggested scriptures if you're just getting started. These are passages that are already chosen to work well with this method, and, um, and they're short enough that you can do it and practice. So I encourage you to do that. If you don't want the show notes and you just want the Abide Card, that is available on my website in the Abide Card section. My website is jessielrobinson.com. And remember, you can always find links to things on our podcast page, which is biblegirlpodcast.com. I hope that you've enjoyed hearing about this method, and I hope that you'll give it a try. We're going to continue next week with one more method of prayer that uh, slows us down and puts us in the presence of God in a way that is truly transformational. And I look forward to going over that with you in our next podcast. Until then, may God bless you, and we'll see you back for episode 114. Thanks for listening. Go to
0: BibleGirlPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I L. Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.